everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Gons. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about where should you be putting your money? And this is a question that we get uh, a decent amount. You know, folks are always asking, it comes in a couple different flavors and versions, but uh, like, what's the priority? How do I become efficient? Where do I put my money? What do I do first, second, third? Those types of, of questions are, are typically how this question gets asked to us. Yeah, I mean, we're, when we're dealing with a naturopathic practice, right? Like you're wearing all of the hats, right? So you're, the questions we get is, okay, the cash flow in the business, the revenue coming in the door and the expenses, where should I be putting my money? How, to make, how do I make it more most efficient? How do I make sure my employees are staying with me? How do I reward the employees so that they don't leave? How do I transition this business so that it's sellable? How do I take income from this business and where do I put it there? Like all of these questions. And now which one do I tackle first? Exactly. So today's episode is going to be a lot of concepts, which we hope will have you kind of really kind of narrow in like what's important. And then you can take an action step. Like sometimes you know, we've done the basics of finances, right? Like protecting your income, making sure you're saving money, making sure that you've got liquidity, access to cash, make sure you're paying down bad debt, right? Like that's a given, but now take a look at, okay, where should the money be going? So let's, let's kind of dive into here, Alex. So the, the first thing is, is making sure that where we're putting our money, we have to have it diversified, yeah, and uh, when when we talk, especially with naturopathic uh, uh, practices and practice owners, one of the big things that we wind up talking about is okay, what's the split of dollars between building wealth inside the practice and building wealth outside of the practice? And there has to be a balance. Early on, yeah, a lot of dollars are going to get put back into the practice, and so much of it depends on like, okay, what's your vision for your practice? Do you want to be the, the solo solopreneur? Do you want to build uh, a practice with multiple docs? What do you, like? What is it that you're actually looking to go ahead and try to accomplish? Um, and like, what like what do you want? So we have to start there. And we've done a couple of things about you know vision and things of that nature. But it can't all go into the business, even at the beginning. And there's different assets that the business will have, right? Like the, obviously the most important assets would be yourself and your employees, right? There might be real estate you're looking at purchasing that could be part of the business, right? So how do we, you need to make sure that your business is running efficiently, right? If your business is running efficiently, now it's like, okay, now that I'm getting higher income, what do I do with it? Right? So the business has got to be there. And it's got, it, you have to understand how your cash flow is working. Like, I think that's another, like, step one that I would do if I was restarting our practice, Alex, is really understanding the cash flow statements. Yeah. Where is our money going and, and what's working the most efficient? Well, what, what's going to drive the, the revenue and drive the practice forward? And I think a lot of, especially early on, indeed, they don't, they aren't capturing that kind of data. Right. Right. And if you've, if you've got a really good bookkeeper, that bookkeeper hopefully can do some, at least give you the data. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think even a bigger issue is that a, a lot of vendees don't get taught this stuff. They don't, they're, they don't 
necessarily think with a business owner mindset. Um, and that therefore, like so much of some of the things that we're talking about right here are just counterintuitive to them or like they're actively against trying to accomplish some of these things uh, because of the, the this thought that, um, you know, profits are bad or money is evil or some of the, the head junk that we wind up with. And none of that's true. It's all about how we use it. It is a tool. It can be used for good or it can be used for bad. And yeah, a lot of people have used money for bad, but at the same time, that doesn't make money bad. It's trying to help understand like, okay, what are we doing with it? And how are we work? How, how do we want to turn it around so that we can use it for good? Yeah. So it can be crippling thinking about all this. And I guess what I'm getting at in, in this first category of diversification of assets, right? That first asset is your business. Mm-hmm. You got to understand what in the world's going on, right? Cash flow statement, profit loss statement, look at it. And if you don't understand it, find out someone who does to help you understand it. Yeah, figure out what the, the engine is that drives your practice forward. Yeah. And understand what you're good at. Like I was talking to a doctor just the other day and he, and he was explaining his kind of the, his pathway in terms of how, you know, how his practice grew. And he said, early on, I kind of knew that I was actually really good at bringing in the business. What I didn't understand was where the money was going after I brought it in. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Some doctors have a struggle bringing in the business, right? Like if you know that, well, there's step one. (laughs) <laughs> find and, someone or get the get a better understanding of what you're not good at yeah absolutely and it, it's one of those things where like that's what makes you and i work so well <laughs> as a partnership is that we're good at different things we have to have a similar enough like concept uh, like base foundation of of what we're doing but after that the more different that we can be the better off we are because now we're not redundant we're, we're improving each other. And like, I do things that you don't, you do things that I don't. And so like, as you're going through this, it might be like an aha moment of like, Oh, Hey, I need a business partner. And then now you know what to look for in a business partner. Yep. hundred percent. So we've got business assets. This, the second asset is right. Investment assets, right? This is money that is maybe invested in, in the stock market. And, you know, that's a whole nother conversation around like how to invest that and the, the diversification of side of that portfolio, but having money outside of the business is essentially what we're getting at because, and how much of that, and then that's probably the main question we get, how much money should be outside of the business. And we would just have you consider what type of business are you wanting? Are you wanting the enterprise style business where it's a sellable asset or are you wanting are you wanting to run more of a lifestyle type of business where you may not get much when you sell it it kind of goes away when you're done being a doctor and now let's speak into each one of these like we're we're more okay with dollars going back into an enterprise practice because there there's going to be growth and value there that that becomes something that can be tr- translated back into assets at the end whereas a lifestyle practice yeah, I mean, we, we need to invest back into the practice a little bit. We, we want to generate more income by investing back into the practice. 
but it's not going to be an asset that grows. And therefore it becomes critical that we have dollars growing outside of the, the practice, whether it's the stock market or real estate market or any other investment structure. Um, and we can talk about like all of the fund taxation and how to attract and reward employees and all of the various different structures that we can wind up using. But at its core, it's just a matter of like, okay, do we want to invest? Do we have extra dollars to be able to invest? And how do we want to go about doing that? Then we can get into the details of like taxation and the mix of stocks versus bonds versus cash versus real estate versus whatever else we're going to invest in. But I would first, just, I would just put, put another point in there. What, what I'm sitting with is, is right. Like the question that I would have uh, as a doctor, or even just as, as our, as our business, right. Early on is, okay. How much, how much cash should I have in the business versus how much cash should I have on, on the personal side of things? And it, again, it goes back to that enterprise versus personal, right. That, that has a piece that, that helps answer, answer that question. If you have that enterprise business, then you should have a little bit more cash sitting in the business. It's not that you shouldn't have cash sitting in the business on the person on the lifestyle business either, but it might be more cash because of that. And then you need to have cash on the personal side. And so on the personal side, we always talk about, you should have three to six months of savings or of expenses sitting in a savings account and ideally get to 12 months of gross of your gross income available to you. It doesn't mean 12 months sitting in a savings account. It just means available to you. Yeah. And then Alex in the business, how much do they have in the business? It's the same, same concept with the business. You know, only instead of looking at your, your personal expenses, your personal income, we're looking at business expenses and business income. You know, we need to have a certain amount of, of working capital and that's going to be dependent upon your unique practice. Um, and so you're going to know the, the inflows and the outflows of your practice better than anyone else. And so you might have a practice that requires high capitalization because there's uncertainty in terms of how long it takes insurance to pay you or the the turnaround time on things is longer and therefore you need to be able to to have cash to finance the business or you need to have a a line of credit or or whatever else Um, it could also be that the practice winds up being a cash practice and so it it runs incredibly smoothly and efficiently and so there's you're not waiting to get compensated the dollars come in right away and and that allows you to typically be a little bit more lean but at the same time like we're still going to want to have a multiple of our monthly income or monthly expenses that we have liquid access to and we can talk about like okay what do we mean by liquid asset access there's kind of a couple different different things that can fall into those categories yeah so Hopefully the points that we're trying to get across here is having business assets and having assets outside of the practice, right, are important. How much is where is really depending on the practice that you're building. So, but again, step one is understanding what your money's currently currently doing. Like it, it's funny, sometimes we'll get the question, where should I put my money? And if we ask the question back to them and say, what are you currently doing with the money? <laughs> they, they'll go, well... I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Step one, figure that out. Right. And we can Uh, help with that. (laughs) Yeah. Which takes us to our last point, which, 
is kind of the, the summary maybe of, of this is all of your money should not be in your business and all of your money should not be outside of the business. It, you should have money in both places. If you've got the enterprise business, you might have, you're probably gonna have more money sitting in the business, at least early on. Later on, you start to transition, right? Money out, outside of the business. Um, well, then that becomes an entire thing of like, okay, how do we transition the assets from the business over to the personal side in an efficient manner? hundred percent. And then if it's a lifestyle practice, still going to have money in the business, right? You have to have that liquidity in the business, but make sure, make sure you've got um, plenty of money sitting on, on the side in the personal side of things, because that's where everything ends up eventually. Yeah. If it's a lifestyle practice, the practice is you. So when you stop working, the, the income stops. And so we have to have some place for the, for wealth to have accumulated so that we can then turn that wealth into income for you to live on when you're no longer working. So we hope this episode, you know, a lot of concepts that we went through today, hopefully you're getting some action items or at least having you think differently about your practice and, and the combination of the practice versus personal stuff. So Alex, what's our question for, for everyone today? Our question is give us one takeaway that you're planning on taking action from today's episode. So head over to holistic-finance.com and send us your response to that question. Or if you've got other questions for us, feel free to reach out to us in that way as well. The whole purpose of this podcast is to help you all build your practice so that your patients um, are taken care of, you're taken care of. And on top of that, the naturopathic medicine message is getting spread. So we hope this episode was valuable. And as always, Alex, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. 
Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License number 1531912, CA Insurance License number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License number 7264699, CA Insurance License number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2022-133-021. Expiration January 2024.